It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. And all I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. Steve Siddall here with another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the very best financial advisors heard on radio stations around the country each and every week. And it's all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like to reach the advisors featured here, you can call them at 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 600-700. Another crazy week in the market. Yeah, so what else is new? That was the week that was. It's over, let it go. That was the week that was. It started way above par. It was another roller coaster week in the market and just in time to end the third quarter. Now, despite the fact that the House just passed that nine-week spending bill, they've averted a U.S. government shutdown. Oh, yay. Well, what's the takeaway? The Nasdaq fell 5.3% for its worst month since March of 2020, while the Dow dropped 4.3% for its worst month in 2021, which leads us to inflation numbers. Core inflation rose 3.6% in August from a year ago. That's the biggest jump in more than 30 years. That's a cheery thought. Well, inflation has hit the Dollar Tree store. Yep, no more everything for a buck. Company says this week it's going to start selling items at a buck and a quarter and a dollar and a half. It's also going to add three and five dollar items. Guess it was only a matter of time. Applications for U.S. state unemployment benefits unexpectedly rose for a third straight week. That was led by another surge in California and reflecting choppiness in weekly data. Initial unemployment claims in regular state programs rose to 362,000 in the week that ended September 25th, a seven-week high. Labor Department data showed that on Thursday, the median estimate in a Bloomberg survey of economists called for a decrease of 330,000. Whoops. The days of 30-year fixed mortgage rates below 3% may be gone for good. For nearly two months, fixed mortgage rates remained in a tight range, refusing to budge. Now, according to the latest data released Thursday by Freddie Mac, the 30-year fixed rate average shot up to 3.01%. The 30-year fixed rate hasn't been above 3% since June. All right, something better. Weekend viewing. Ah, the long-awaited, much-anticipated Sopranos prequel, officially titled The Many Saints of Newark, debuts in theaters and on HBO Max on Friday. It follows a young Tony Soprano played by the late James Gandolfini's son, Michael. The trailer looks fantastic. Sopranos fans going to line up for this one. I know I'll be there. And speaking of HBO Max, they have brought back Blazing Saddles in all its glory. Oh, my gosh. Now, they've added an opening disclaimer for the woke crowd to ensure the film is put into proper social context. Well, if you're too stupid to figure that out, you probably shouldn't watch the movie. Anyway, if you've never seen it, do yourself a favor. Spend an hour and a half laughing like you haven't laughed for a long time. Even if it's been a while since you've seen it, watch it again. You can't go wrong with the fart scene around the, the campfire, can you? <laughs> oh, take in the genius that is Mel Brooks and Richard Pryor brought to life by Cleavon Little and Gene Wilder. Excuse me while I whip this out. 
Well, the advisors are ready to weigh in, and they are talking about the Secure Act 2.0. Coach Pete Deruta talks about bonds in the bond market. Richard Pelletier tells it like it is, as you might expect. Nathan Fort digs into the Ways and Means tax proposal as it relates to Secure Act 2.0. Kevin Frisbee says Secure Act 2.0, not all bad. And Eric Carney pretty much sums up the week, financially speaking. So let's get this pizza cooking. And for that first slice, we turn to America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta. In this clip from Financial Safari, Coach Pete, along with producer Thomas Lipscomb, have a conversation about bonds, interest rates, and the importance of regulations in the financial industry. I think the main regulation is our clients. That's right. Because be. if we don't have complaints, that means we're doing something right. Because, I mean, people complain about everything these days. They do. I'm talking about restaurants or whatever, right? So it's, <laughs> it's easy to get a complaint, but we haven't had I don't want one. And also, uh, you know, pretty clean, real clean record. No DWIs or anything like that. So there you don't you want your financial advisor <laughs> driving around drunk because if they're putting uh, their everyone's safety uh, at risk out there on the road, what are they going to do with your portfolio? Precisely. So it's basically ethics and just morals, Thomas. It's what we try to practice here. Well, l- let me ask you about this. We've had a lot of people uh, writing into the show asking about bonds. Because in our last conversation there, you were talking about the annuity and how this is a great way to develop safe income for your total retirement income plan, uh, that that portion of your income that truly covers uh, what you need to get by every month. Uh, What is the deal with bonds? Because when I walk into my local bank, uh, the the rates are abysmal, it seems. So so is this why folks are are turning to the annuity for that safe recurring income? I've been using annuities as a bond alternative for years because you get lifetime income that's promised. With a bond, you have no promise of lifetime income. Oh, sure, yeah. Okay. So yeah. another thing is when bond, we look at interest rate environments, we're in a very low interest rate environment right now. So keep in mind, if interest rates go up, bond prices will go down. So if you buy a bond and then interest rates go up, now your bond's worth a lot less. So you can lose money in bonds. They are, they are less risky many times than stocks. Okay. That's why people say, well, my broker said that I should have stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Well, that's all risk. Okay. Right? Yeah. How are you diversifying yeah. anyway? You're diversifying amongst one asset class. There's other asset classes, like an income asset class. We need income. We need some safe money. So that's an asset class. So okay. we need to have true diversification, not just what our broker tells us. And here's why they tell you that, Thomas. They make commission on all the stuff they sell you. So if you leave <laughs> and go somewhere to buy a product that they're not offering, they're not making money. Oh, so okay. it's equivalent okay. to going to like a Ford dealer and ask them if you, go, if you should go across the street and buy a Chevy. What are sure. they going to say, right? So yeah, we all know what's going to happen there. Of course. So again, ethics very important, but having the right plan put together. Bonds may be a good fit for some people. I just don't like them myself, and I've never put them in a plan. So that's just the way I operate. Okay. We'd rather have an annuity in the, in the, in the bond placement because the annuity has, has guaranteed growth. It has guaranteed income. And it has that long-term care double many times, too. The bond doesn't. So just before you ever buy a bond, make sure you know what the real alternatives are. And the only alternative that the broker is going to tell you about is mutual funds or stocks. Okay. okay. So, or maybe they'll drive you into variable annuity, which you don't want to be there. Sure. No now, variable annuity. Now, now, let me ask you about that. Why no to the variable annuity? Well, because it's risk. And again, there's okay. a risk account. If you got stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and you're, and you're saying, I need more diversification, and they put you in a variable annuity, now you have more risk. So what's the point? So, yeah, yeah okay. you're piling yeah. risk in one place, and that's not good. It's a seesaw that's the wrong way. We need proper balance in our plan. So getting that proper balance is a lot easier said than done, though, because many folks are compensated to keep you at risk. Okay. So you need to make sure to identify where the financial termites are, and where the income's coming from for the person selling you what they're selling you. Mm. Very important. Compensated for keeping me at risk. (laughs) I don't like that one bit. Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial will help make sure your risk is kept to a minimum. You can reach Coach Pete and the team 
Call them, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 600-700. Financial Safari is the show that started it all for Coach Pete. You can hear it on several radio stations in the Raleigh, North Carolina market. It's also available as a podcast. You can find it at financialsafari.com, or you can subscribe to Financial Safari at Apple Podcasts, iHeart, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pizza! Now let's head to Massachusetts. That's where we find Richard Pelletier and his version of Financial Safari. Richard's talking about Secure Act 2.0 and what impact it could have on retirement planning. There's a ton of other stuff in these proposals. Let me example. Go For on. those of you who are naive enough to believe that only the people who are rich and make over $400,000 are going to pay these taxes, let me tell you how this will really work. You decide to sell the house that you inherit from your mother and father. The step-up basis is going to be taken away. What's that mean in English? Mom and dad paid $29,000 for this thing in the 50s. It's now worth $400,000. You are going to pay income tax capital gains on the entire $400,000 when you inherit that money. Kids are going to pay it. How about uh, other things that could be affected as well? Uh, you know, your capital gains tax. Capital gains tax is going to go way up. Uh, well, you know, that's only for people who make 400000 you take that two-family, four-family you've had for many, many years. It's fully depreciated. Now you're too old to get up on a ladder. You want to sell the property. It's fully depreciated. Cost based on that property is zero. Now you sell that for $400,000. What do you think your income that year is going to be? Duh, capital gains tax, maximum rate. A lot more than its current level. I go on and on and on. Let me tell you, folks, uh, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be rich people, part of the 1%er, one year of their life. Sell that family business to one of your key employees. Bingo, that year, you're one of the 1% as far as these tax code proposals are concerned. So, again, uh, anyone who assumes that these taxes are only for big, big wage earners year in and year out, no, one episode, one year, you could find yourself into a very, very significant high-tax situation. Interesting perspective, Richard. I haven't thought of it that way, but that, that so makes sense. It does if you're you know, coming to the end of your work career, want to cash out, uh, enjoy your life, and just relax. And all of a sudden, you have to sell a business, sell a family farm, uh, you know, sell that uh, two-family, four-family. Uh, Mom and dad left you some some property, some stocks, and you got a capital gains tax that used to be pretty reasonable. Now it's going back to its all-time highs or close to it. Ouch, ouch, and super ouch. So, I mean, as this thing moves through Congress, it, it seems like it's it, just like SECURE Act, the first part of it, that was attached to a budget bill that passed in December, and that was that. Do you see something you know, similar happening? Uh, I, I think you're going to have a lot of haggling between the Senate and the House. Uh, you've got one Democratic senator who's just not going to go along with the $3.5 trillion. So let's say he goes along with only $2.5 trillion. Uh, add the infrastructure bill. You know, you're talking about spending trillions. Like when I started in business, they started talking about spending millions. There's a big difference between a million dollars and a trillion dollars. A whole lot of zeros between those two numbers. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I guess my thesis here is, folks, I was born on Tuesday. It wasn't last Tuesday. If you think they're only going to get this money from the rich people, forget about it. There aren't that many people. Uh, and then, of course, Senator Warren, her friend, well, let's start taxing their wealth, not their income, their wealth every year. Ooh. Ooh. Is that called confiscation of assets? Hmm. I think so.
Now you can count on Richard to offer food for thought when it comes to what they're doing in Washington. If you'd like to have a conversation with Richard and the team at Help to Retire, you give them a call, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 21000. Visit their website, helptoretire.com. That's helptoretire.com. Financial Safari with Richard Pelletier. Heard Saturday mornings, 9 o'clock on News Radio 560, WHYN in Springfield, Massachusetts, or you can stream it on the iHeartRadio app. At Pizza. Well, now we continue the Secure Act 2.0 conversation with Nathan Fort and host Teresa Opeka. Here, they're talking about the Ways and Means Committee's tax bill as part of the proposed Secure Act 2.0. And it proposes an increase in RMDs with large accounts and high income earners. And he says there's a twist you should know about and how you can take action if the legislation is passed. There's a very interesting twist to this that they're proposing that um, and this may not sound like a big deal to a lot of people, but I kind of want to make a point here and basically make the point that it is. I think it is a big deal. Okay. So uh, what they're saying is if you have uh, a combined value, you take up all your IRAs, your retirement plans, this would include Roth IRAs, 401ks. And if all of that exceeds $10 million at the end of the prior year, mm-hmm. and you have a taxable income above $400,000 for single filers and $450,000 for married uh, joint filers, then here's what's going to happen. The government's going to say, you need to withdraw, not a percentage linked to your life expectancy. We don't really care who your primary beneficiary is. You need to take out half of the excess. So so think about this. Let's say you have, let's say your total retirement accounts adds up to $16 million. You're going to have to withdraw half of the amount that exceeds 10 million. So you got... Six million that exceeds the ten. Take out half of it. You're gonna have to withdraw three million dollars and pay taxes on that. And at what rate? You're paying at ordinary income tax rates. Now, you're again. This is out of the gate. It's not going to affect a very large number of people. But here's what we've seen historically with bills like this that have been passed is, uh, again, we we talked last segment about the sales pitch and how they package Mm. these bills. Oh, yes. Right? Uh, So get it sold. Right. And then once it's a bill, how hard is it to just change the numbers? Yeah, right. Right. So now we have have this general structure in place that you're going to have to withdraw 50% over a certain threshold. What if we just move that threshold around a little bit? Mm -hmm. Right? What if it's, what if it's, a million dollars. I mean, I, what comes to my mind is you think of the uh, estate tax exemption, right? This is uh, an exemption you get to apply to your estate that uh, uh, you know your heirs are not going to pay an estate tax unless your total uh, estate exceeds a certain limit. So I kind of have you know again, this is the. The, the cynical, skeptical portion of my brain. Okay. I try to keep it. I try to keep it a small part of my brain, but it's there, mm-hmm. and and sometimes it's loud. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wait a second. I mean, this seems like it's not going to apply to me. A lot of people are going to say, eh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm I'm fine with that. It's not going to affect me." But you got to think past the passing of the bill. And think of what kind of power the government is going to have in their hands uh, 
now, now again, now some people have to think, well, what kind of influence do I have mm-hmm. over whether this bill gets passed or not? Well, you can write your congressman. I mean, they do read the letters. Well, there's certainly a lot to consider in this bill, isn't there? And you can catch Retire Fit Radio Sunday mornings at 11 on KLBJ News Radio 590 AM, 99.7 FM in Austin, Texas. Nathan is with Vital Retirement Planners in Austin. You can visit their website, retireaustin.com. That's retireaustin.com. Pizza! Now let's meet a broker behaving badly, really badly. The Financial Safari News Network presents Brokers Behaving Badly. Just when you think you've heard the worst of the worst of brokers behaving badly? Well, we now meet Michael Schillen of Appleton, Wisconsin. In charges outlined by the SEC, he defrauded more than 100 clients, mostly elderly, over a six-year period. Here's the story. Michael Schillen, been in the financial industry since 2011, starting at Edward Jones, and then Raymond James before creating his own company. Now, he's 32 years old, meaning that he was fleecing clients from his mid-20s to the present. According to the SEC, Schillen sold insurance policies with fabricated long-term care benefits. He went so far as to set up a web portal that clients could use to monitor pretend investments. The SEC says Schillen told one client he had added $450,000 to his wealth after an investment in SpaceX. That never happened, but the client retired early based on that fake investment. His dastardly deed spanned at least seven years, according to the SEC, saying that Schillen told some clients to roll over life insurance policies into new ones, some of which were variable annuities. He sold positions in their securities to pay the premiums on these new policies and also told some clients they could stop paying premiums, which wasn't true. The SEC complaint reads in part, to conceal the lies he made to an elderly client and to prevent the policy from lapsing, Schillen secretly sold securities from the client's advisory account to pay a premium. Unfortunately, Schillen failed to make subsequent payments and the policy ultimately lapsed pursuant to its terms This happened just weeks before the client's death. All the while, Schillen continued lying to her family, insisting the policy remained in effect. From at least June of 2015, the agency claimed Schillen told clients he was getting them into companies like SpaceX, Plantier Technologies, and 23andMe. None of them had gone public yet. Now, the SEC doesn't name a specific financial penalty. However, FINRA's broker check shows multiple clients seeking a million dollars or more for the alleged misrepresentation. That's just one more reason to make sure you are working with a true fiduciary and make broker check part of your vetting process before hiring an advisor. It's just hard to believe some of these guys and, and the lengths they go and the carnage they leave behind. Wow. Pizza. Kevin Frisbee is up next with his take on Secure Act 2.0 and says there are some good parts about it. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's you know, some things in here, for example, just a kind of small one, but it's a it's a big deal in some ways because people sometimes when they get uh, when they start a new job and they have the 401k accessible, they don't automatically enroll the plan. So now they, it has an automatic enrollment of 3% contribution. So even if you don't sign up for the 401k, you're going to automatically be signed up. I think that's a positive thing because you know what? I don't want to use the word force. It almost, you know, makes people start putting some money away for retirement. And I think that's an important thing because especially some of these younger people, I go talk to to, to young younger people in the workplace and and you know they they don't 
a lot of times they don't take advantage of the 401ks and the match money at the work at the workplace. And I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. Why are you not doing this? I mean, it's free money, number one. So, and you're young, you know, the, 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 the value of compounding and compounding over time is going to be great for you if you start doing something today. So that's a positive thing they have as part of this uh, the, the secure 2.0 act. One of the things that that you've said many times, Kevin, is once, you know, especially if you're just starting a job and they take out 3%, you're never going to miss it ever. It, well, it comes right off your gross income and right. unless, unless you do a Roth option within your 401. And that, by the way, I just had a, uh, a couple of days ago, I had a, uh, a young couple in here, uh, clients already doing a review, 52, 53 years old. And he was part of the uh, UPS Teamsters and they severed their their deal. And all of a sudden he was able to move his 401k that he had. But the point is they were in doing a review. And so my, my questions were, you know, what about the new 401k? He says, yep, they automatically enrolled me and they're putting 3% in. And I asked, well, what's the household income? And I kind of knew that it, it was below the 115,000. I said, you should be putting all of that money in the Roth 401k option, not the pre-tax because you're below, you're below, you're at the 12% federal bracket. There's no sense of getting a 12% tax break on the money you contribute because you're going to pay higher taxes likely when you pull that money out. So I said, especially being younger, go put all that money that you're contributing into the Roth option inside the 401k. All right. And, and a lot of companies, you've said this before, a lot of a lot more companies are adding that 401k uh, Roth option. Yeah, they are. And and I, I would tell you, if your company does not have a Roth option within the 401k, Go talk to them. It's just a matter of having a, the the rep on the other side, whoever's handling the 401k, you know, reconfigure that plan and, and add that 401k Roth option. And so one of the so moving through this, the, one of the things that we've talked about, the Secure Act changed the the RMD required minimum distribution age from 70 and a half to 72. Well, now it's going further. Yeah, they, they want to extend the required minimum distribution age to 75, and it used to be 70 and a half. Um, and so what that means, it's going to be in phases. So they're going to change it to, to 73. And then in uh, 2029, it'll change to 74. And 2031, it'll change to 75. So again, it's going to be in phases. For the most part, most of our clients that are already close to reti retirement, or I'm sorry, required minimum distribution age, it's really going to be probably 73 providing this bill passes. And so is that a good thing or a bad thing, do you think? Well, there's two, there's two ways to look at this, right? Um, the, the positive spin to look at this is saying, hey, you know, people are working longer. Um, they're not, uh, maybe they, they've got more savings. They don't necessarily need uh, the RMDs and, and uh, all of that. But the, the negative way to look at this is, well, it, it allows people to grow their money and have bigger amounts in the, in the pre-tax, not tax yet state. So if they did pass away, they also changed last year in 2020, they changed the rules for people that inherited IRAs. They have to take that money out over 10 years. And now it could cause a tax problem and additional taxes on, on those monies. I'll give an example. I just had a client pass away a couple months ago over in uh, Searsport and a son and daughter-in-law come, uh, his son and, and her daughter-in-law come in and mom had left him about $750,000 roughly. And so 600 or so was pre-taxed IRA monies. And I said, well, here's the problem. You're 60 years old. You're running a construction business. You've got 10 years. You've got to have this money out of your retirement account that mom passed on to you. So if you wait, that 600 is going to be maybe 1.2 million in 10 years. And now all of a sudden you get a $1.2 million distribution at the max tax of whatever that's going to be. So I would recommend, even though it's going to hurt you tax wise now, take that out over 10 years in portions at maybe $60,000, $70,000 a year. Okay. And he's going to add that to his, to his income. Wow. But that takes, that's why it's so important to work with somebody like you, Kevin, you know, an independent fiduciary advisor who understands that and how we can, you know, not have it hurt so bad. <laughs> 
It's going to hurt, but not hurt so bad. Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't hurt so bad. You can hear Kevin's show, Financial Safari Weekends, on multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine, as well as every Thursday afternoon at 3.50 on the Howie Car Radio Program. Kevin offers his insight to the market for the week. You can also find all the radio and TV shows at frisbeebenefits.com, F-R-I-S-B-I-E, benefits with an S, dot com. You can also find him on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe, have that show delivered to you each and every week. Give him a call here at 800-662-6808 or just text pizza to 600-700. Pizza! We've got one more clip and this pizza will be complete. And for that, we turn to Eric Carney in Southwest Florida. He's got a lot to say. Man, there's so many things that are going on right now. It's like mind-blowing to me. So, I mean, you've got market volatility, which, okay, you know, we can handle that. We're ready for that. Sure. But there's so many more things that are going on in the economy. You have this, you know, trillion, multi-trillion dollar package that they want to push through. Um, They're saying that taxes aren't going to be higher. Oh, we're not going to raise any taxes, but we are going to spend, spend, spend. How ridiculous. That is the only thing the government does it doesn't manufacture anything it taxes people so that's where that's going to come from you have all these cargo ships that are stuck outside of miami and los angeles it's taking them seven to nine days to unload it's just interest rate changes inflationary issues my gosh i mean never before have so many things hit all at once and what a crazy week so Eric, what do we do? I mean, how do how are your clients reacting? It's all noise. I mean, there's a lot of noise right now. It's loud out there. So, you know, you, you, you turn on the TV and it's this. Then you turn to another channel and it's this. And you have all these talking heads that are just, you know, gloom and doom, gloom and doom. But guess what? The economy actually looks pretty darn strong. There's a few little glitches, right? Right now, there's a $60,000 car sitting in in a parking lot, and there's thousands of them, and they're waiting on these 50-cent chips to make the whole entire thing run, right? Right. But these, these semiconductor companies are telling the car manufacturers, wake up. You guys are still in the Stone Ages by running a car on semiconductors. And so now, all of a sudden, the manufacturers are like, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe you got something there, right? Like, maybe we shouldn't have to depend on these little tiny chips to run on these cars because there's newer better ways and so again it's all noise i mean eventually those cars are going to get their chips they're going to be sold and everything's going to be fine and quite frankly i have two newer cars so i'm grateful i'm not in the market i don't need a car if one breaks down i got another one i'm good and the majority of people that i know have a low mileage newer car so there's really no pandemic of getting a car so that's not a situation inflation we've taken care of that with portfolios we've already taken care of that earlier by deleting that interest rate risk but I think what a lot of people are seeing right now is, wow, our advisory firm or even our advisor alone is dropping the ball. We're not hearing from everyone. We hear a lot of noise, but we don't hear a lot of solutions. That's what we're seeing these past couple of weeks. A lot of people are calling us and saying, look, we absolutely need a second opinion. Wow. And so th- that's what folks are looking for at this point. Are, 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 do you sense? Do you get a sense of panic? Is that what's happening in the market? I think so. I think it's kind of overwhelming for a lot of people. You know, they're talking about toilet paper shortages again. They're talking about Christmas being very expensive. The only thing I can say right now is get your Christmas shopping done because 
we have no idea what's going to be there or what's not going to be there. And a lot of people uh, uh, don't know this, but um, freight is going to be a huge issue going forward. And I'll tell you, if you go to FreightWaves.com, really cool website where you can actually track all these container ships and you'll see i think there's up to 73 container ships sitting outside of los angeles right now right and these ships it takes them 20 to 30 days to leave shanghai and get to los angeles well now they have a seven to nine day wait period so they're sitting out there, and since there's so many, a lot of them are forced to be afloat because there's no harborage. So they're not able to tie up anywhere, and they're literally just out there, and so they have to still be captained, and there's a full crew on board because now they have to make sure that they're floating in a good position, and they also have to make sure that they're not going to hit another ship. So imagine that we get up to November well, actually, we could even say October 15th. If it takes that ship 30 days to get here, now we're at December 15th, and it takes them seven to nine days to unload, you're pretty much near Christmas. So if there's 73 container ships out there or even more, a lot of that stuff, you know, people are trying to buy for Christmas. Get your Christmas shopping done now. Wow. That's, I mean, again, those are the kinds of things that, uh, you know, you talked about the toilet paper shortage. Costco says, okay, we're going to limit it. To me, that's just feeding the fear. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and so now what we do is we go out there and hoard and we think, what is the next thing, right? Yeah. And my girlfriend's always always worried about hair color. I'm like, I go, well, what, what are things that you would worry about, you know, if, if things became a shortage? Oh, hair color. Like, really? That, that's your first, <laughs> <that's your> first <laughs> go-to is wow. hair color? Like All right. food, water, shelter? No, hair color. Right. Hair so colors. you can see what priorities lay around my home. So. <laughs> I guess we all have our priorities, don't we? And he certainly gave us some things to think about. You can hear Eric's show, WealthWorks Radio, on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida. His podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, or wherever you download your podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe to it. We'll make sure it gets to you each and every week. His website is ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. You can find him on TV as well, both Saturdays and Sundays. Check local listings for times and channels. Give him a call right here at 800-662-6808 or text him, pizza, to 600-700. So that's it. Episode 121 of Financial Pizza is complete and ready for that no-contact delivery. And if you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you each and every week, just subscribe to it. We will make sure it is posted in your podcast collection automatically. Find it on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio app, Google Play, wherever you get a podcast, you can find Financial Pizza. As long as you're subscribing, be sure to rate and share the podcast. We've got plenty of pizza to go around. Financial Pizza featuring clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country every week. It's all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. And remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling them at 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 600-700. Visit FinancialPizza.com for more. Reach me, Steve, at FinancialPizza.com. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Sadal. Well, thank Teresa Opeka for contributing to this week's show. It's always appreciated. And Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Sadal. It originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex. 
Carolina. I want to thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. And we're going to be back again next week on Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.